ever been frustrated when you're leading a small group and the people in it aren't really paying attention? Like you try your best to make it as interesting as you can, but you still feel like there's a huge disconnect going on. Have you ever wondered why no students are opening up to you yet, even though you've probably been serving them for probably years? Well, in this episode, we go over three tips to having impactful leadership for you as a youth leader. Today, you'll learn what makes a small group intimate, a mistake way too many leaders make in their conversations with students, and how to really achieve deep connections with your students. Welcome to the Youth Leader Approach. My name is Gian Reyes and I am your host. This is the podcast for all things youth leadership where you can learn how to be more effective as a youth leader in 20 minutes or less. So let's dive straight in. So these are the three things that will help your leadership be more impactful as a youth leader. So let's go with number one. Most youth leaders tend to have small groups. Basically, a group of maybe 3 to 12 kids, including yourself, having a discussion or discussing a lesson or whatever it may be. Now, one thing that helps you have a more intimate and well-received small group where everyone really is paying attention and is engaged is where you have everyone sit in a circle and for you to also be at the same eye level as them. See, doing this in a small group really helps you because of this reason. Students are probably with you probably right after school, or maybe a couple hours after school, or maybe while they're in school. And practically every single day, they have to go through eight hours where they have an adult just talking to them and teaching them, of course, because it's school. So think about it. If you just spent eight hours of your, ev- of your every day just listening to people talking to you, not with you, keep that in mind, and then you go somewhere else to escape, to have fun, to have a better time than you just did at school, or wherever you do, wherever you serve as a youth leader, and it's just another lesson that a person is just talking to you. Well, guess what? Kids tend to tune out. I know I did when I was a kid because I was just super, super tired of going back to school even though I just left school. And that's why small groups is more of a discussion rather than a lecture. So when you try your best to have everyone sit in a circle, and that you're at the same eye level as them, so that you're not standing above them, basically making sure that you aren't the one directing the entire interaction. You're allowing everyone else to understand that it's a discussion, not just a lesson, that they each and every single one of them can actually have a part in the discussion rather than just basically being told by your own body language that they're supposed to shut up and just listen to you discuss whatever it is, and they're expected to listen. So when you sit in a circle, it really allows everyone to be seen and also to be heard. Unlike if they were going to sit in rows like how you do in a classroom where the people in the back could really not be heard and not be seen. But if they were in a circle, everyone could see who else is going to be talking, even if it's not just you. Something as super simple and practical just like this will actually allow your students to have a really engaging, impactful discussion with each other and also you as well. Now on to number two, and it's this, not to compare students to one another. See, it's super, super important for you not to compare students to one another because all of us know this, that middle schoolers, high schoolers, and even college age people are all trying to figure out their own identity at this time. 
because they're trying to figure out their own interests. They're find, trying to figure out their passions, who their real friends are, and a lot of other things with also hormones just literally going crazy at that time because of puberty. But when you compare students to one another, this is what you're basically doing. You're basically robbing that student of their identity that they have for themselves and then putting it onto another person. And it just leaves the student discouraged, frustrated, and possibly even envious of the person that the leader already compared them to. See, I know this and I can tell you this because I've seen it and I've honestly felt it a lot. There were several leaders when I was growing up in my own church and in my own thing with youth leaders who would compare me to other students and then they would compare other students to me as well. And all of those times I would just be frustrated because I know I'm me and I know I'm not anyone else and I didn't want people to compare me to other people because it just left me so discouraged and frustrated that knowing that maybe I wasn't enough. And what happened, like, people would just say, oh, why don't you be more like Gian to other people? And I would hear this, and I would get frustrated at this because I know that they can't be me. And that's not a prideful statement at all. I'm just saying this, that it's so bad for a leader to want a particular student to be another person instead of just a better version of who they are right now. See, not only does it leave them frustrated, but a lot of times discouraged because it feeds possibly the already present low self-esteem that they have in their system. And sometimes we as leaders, we were compared to our own siblings or maybe our own students or maybe to our friends by our parents or by our teachers. And because they thought that it would help us be better. And when in reality, it either made us feel one of two ways, that we weren't enough or it just honestly made us behave even worse than we were doing because we're like, oh, well, I won't be them, so I'll just be more like me or more like what you don't like. So a lot of times I can see leaders take that unconscious lesson from our parents or from our teachers and then we use it on our students to try and make them be better when in reality it doesn't work. It doesn't help. Not at all. And see... I say this to say, to say, instead of comparison, I give you this instead. Bring out the things that you see in that students, the great things, their talents, their character, their personality, a whole other different things, and show them what they could be, who they could be, if they reached their potential. See, instead of comparing, show them their own potential for greatness and show them what you see in them what you see they could be and the future they could have if they did this and this and this and you show them the hope that you have for their life and that's why you truly care for them instead of trying to compare them to some example that's not even associated with them because it just brings frustration and envy a lot of times and it's not really healthy to do with these students so instead of comparing show them their own potential for greatness show them what they could be now, lastly, number three, do your best to have intentional one-on-one -on -one conversations with your students. Now, look, if you want to do something that really connects you, I mean, really connects you with another student, do this. It is so important to have intentional one-on-ones with students and even your students because you want to get to know them encourage them and pour some wisdom that you want to help them with 
and not only just have those conversations because of maybe some of them misbehaving or something of that nature. See, when I was a kid, I was always the person who always got in trouble in school, in church, basically everywhere. I was that kind of rebellious kid, right? And the only time leaders or teachers or really other people than other than my parents ever talked to me was because I misbehaved. I didn't do something right. And all they were ever doing was trying to correct me and help me, not really help me, but really just kind of condemning me and making sure that I was not going to behave wrong anymore. And I never really built a relationship with those leaders because all they would ever say to me is that I needed to behave better. And really, I was just misbehaving for attention. Now that I realize it all the way here when I'm 20 years old, I realize I was doing it for attention. And I never got to have and establish a connection that probably those leaders wanted to have with me. But because I misbehaved, they only ever wanted to talk to me just because I was misbehaving. And I never really built a relationship with them. The only relationship I had with them was that I know if I see them, they're probably going to tell me something that I'm doing wrong. And so having actual one-on-one conversations that are actually intentional, really help your students know that you care about them and that you pay attention. Also, one more thing that I need to say on this. Having intentional one-on-one conversations doesn't mean that you're there always for a lesson that you're not always going to teach them every single time you guys talk because trust me there is a time to teach encourage empower your students but you got to first realize you got to connect with them you got to get to know them try to understand them and have some fun they want a relationship not a student teacher mentor relationship because a lot of times they just like oh i just want someone to know that i'm there rather than I want to learn from somebody. Because again, like before, they just came back from school. They were already quote unquote learning from their teachers. That's not their main objective. What they're looking for is someone who cares about them rather than just someone who wants to pour on knowledge all over them. Now, I get it. You're there as a youth leader to pour knowledge and pour wisdom onto these students and help them really become better and learn better and really get them equipped for life. I get that. Trust me, that's the exact same reason I'm here too with for these students. But you got to realize if you don't connect with them, you don't establish or build that relationship real estate and it doesn't seem that you would be allowed to even give them advice. Cuz let's say this. Let's say you meet someone for the first time and then you let them know a little bit more about your life and they're already giving you suggestions. Granted, you let's say you met them a day earlier. And they're already giving you suggestions of like, oh, you should do this. Oh, you should stop that. Oh, da 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 And you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, I didn't want this. I don't want your advice. Like, you don't know me. Exactly. And if you don't connect with these students, if you don't really build a relationship by understanding their interests, really getting to know them, having some fun together, you don't really build that relationship real estate so that you can really be able to pour into these students. And the way you build that relationship real estate to be able to pour into those kids' lives is by having intentional one-on-one conversations. Conversations where you really get to know each other and then you get to add just some value to that student by listening to their story, by buying into the story and letting them know that you care, 
that you value them, that you see them, and they're not just a speck on the wall that everyone else tends to miss. So these three tips are whenever you're leading a small group, do your best to have everyone sitting in a circle and at the same time, have your eye level meet everyone else's so that everyone in the circle knows that they have permission to contribute to the conversation and that everyone has a chance to be heard. And don't compare students to one another. Instead, show them their own potential and what you see in them. And lastly, is having intentional one-on-one -on -one conversations so that you can truly connect with the students around you. See, these three tips are things that really, really helped me be a better leader to my own students. And so I hope that these things help you as well in your own leadership. And if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to leave a review or a rating because it really helps the show get to more people just like you. And my goal is really just to help as many youth leaders lead young people effectively, lead them effectively enough to bring change to their lives and then later on to the world. And if you haven't followed me on Instagram for more stuff like this, but more bite-sized and shorter, go find me at gianr 11 It's G-I-A-N-N-R-11. The link will be in the show notes. And as always, I hope you start growing, start now, and God bless you guys.